Daily Talk Show episode 454. It's Fat Fridays and we've got Andy Lee in the building. Nice to be here on Fat Fridays, guys. <laughs> I'm pumped yeah. to have you here. Yeah. Um, we we were thinking about what we'd do today. Mm-hmm. We've been trying to almost put off a Fat Friday because we've been blowing out a little too much outside of Fat Friday. You have- oh, I actually listened to a podcast about dieting on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're pumped for I, Fat I'm, Friday. I'm full of all the things we shouldn't be doing yeah. uh, for this, this is- Fat Friday, but I'm going to put that aside. I, I Good, good. Yeah. What was the what was the wisdom that you got from the that podcast? It sounds like that I've been worried about my weight, doesn't it? That I'm just <laughs> seeking out. You know, no, it was I, there was a, a a podcast that basically different experts come and talk about whatever they're an expert in. And mm-hmm. It was dieting this one that I was mm-hmm. listening to, and essentially the fad diets they were critiquing all of them, but uh, they were saying you don't have to go wild. Yeah, just. Sure. It's it's a smaller increment is a better is a better plan mm. than saying I'm gonna half my body weight. Um, no one ever gets there. That's well, actually pretty dangerous. The eighty twenty rule is great, but we're on eighty percent shit, twenty yeah. percent good stuff at the moment. But I'll bring out the shit right now. Okay, great. Okay. Fat Friday. Oh, okay. All right. So this these have some oh stories my behind gosh. them. Both kn- of them I love. Uh-huh. Oh, what well, are they? So what, what are they? I mean, it's it, it's this is an unpaid endorsement, which is yeah, always a, oh, the, worst type, the, <laughs> <laughs> always the worst type of endorsement. But Snickers ice creams and crunchy ice creams, yes, long history with both. Well, <laughs> yeah, the, the Snickers, I feel like I owe you a few because yes. when I was working uh, at the radio station, mm. uh, you somehow received a massive freezer. Yep. Full of these things, yep. and I would have been smashing at least six a day. And the funny thing is, Josh and I didn't work together at the radio station, mm. but we worked at the radio station. And then I, the amount I punished, yes, was ridiculous. And then, here's here's the kicker though: that we had the radio station freezer, Snickers freezer, yeah. and then I had one freezer at home as well <laughs> that was constantly getting stocked. And the amount of them I ate to the point where I had to say, "You gotta, you gotta get rid of this." Um, How long did that take before you got to that point? So we, we, it was back in the day where I had a lot of parties. Mm -hmm. So like I'd find particularly at four in the morning, half eaten ice cream Snickers around the house (laughs) everywhere. It was kind of the place everyone would end up on their way home, half eating one and then just kind of leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, we, we, it took about a year. I had it for about a year and a bit before before I, I ordered it out of the house. Mate, we needed to get our biscuit jar out of this place mm. because we were eating that. We finished it in a week. <laughs> yeah. so we had a lot of Snickers free, yeah. we, freezer. We've been fucked. Yeah. They, they went off the shelf for a while. Yeah. They disappeared. Do you know what happened? Or? I don't know. I mean, I these mean aren't, aren't you the spokesperson used, for them? Used, used by date. <laughs> yeah, no, these 2006. Are <laughs> <laughs> these are actually from that freezer. <laughs> I was stockpiling yeah. them at home. Um, so... I was devastated and then we that's when they brought him back out. That was the triumph because I used to eat them like when I was kind of between 16 and 20 was when mm. I ate them and then they went away and then when they came back, I championed them so badly or or, or, or wildly, wildly, wildly. So that's when they sent me the fridges. Yeah. So, so you, you didn't ask for it. They just all of a yeah, sudden, it's in, yeah, you yeah. got one in your So house. are they a bit triggering now? Like could you not? Eat one of these? No, I'm back. I think it's, it's <laughs> on my five-year cycle. I'm back. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'd, I'd love one. And so yeah, uh, Jack Post told us that because we were asking him uh, what, what snacks you like. Oh, yes, please. Yeah. And he said the crunchy. I don't know the connection with the crunchy. Do you, you just? Haven't, li- I haven't had one before. So I, when I um, when I went off these, mm-hmm. when uh, when um, yeah, and uh, I, I I went on to them. Okay. <laughs> you replaced an addiction yeah. with an addiction. Yeah, exactly. From one diet to another diet. Yeah, Classic I, when addict. these had done their run and I was like, all right, I need 
something mm. else. Um, yeah, the Crunchies played a big part of my life. Um, <laughs> again, they were so the Mars ice cream. Can I start by the yeah, way? Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll hold this for a bit. <laughs> I'll talk soon, guys. You can then get into so it. From 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 memory, the Mars ice cream was the first one to come out, and I'm going to call it 1995. Really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe 94. And so, and maybe 97 over there can um, actually oh, yeah, Google it. actually Google it. Google it and correct me. But in Australia, Snickers ice creams shortly after. Cherry ripe, cherry ripe ice creams mm. came after mm. that. Died pretty quickly. Didn't no one really like them? I didn't sure. see it. The, yeah. the bounty ice cream was also an important one, but again, <laughs> it died. Crunchies came last. Interesting. But had the best staying power. Mm. They actually stayed around longer. Timing. I mean, well, timing, you'd say worst timing. I mean, the last mover. Normally, it's yeah. the first mover advantage. Yeah, you think yeah. about Red Bull. Yeah. Um, you get in, you, you attack the market. <laughs> you yeah, I was just thinking of the Red Bull fridge, <laughs> the radio station. <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, I mean, yeah. while we're on the topic of, of freebies, we've put it out on our podcast and mm. in the show notes, our P.O. box. I'll show you what we got. Right. Mm. This was something that came in a, uh, just like this. Mm-hmm. It was a glitter bomb. Someone sent a P.O. box a glitter bomb. Yep. I know uh, your profile pic on Insta is a P.O. box address. Yep. So you, you, you're up for getting sent stuff. Anthrax. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I originally only got into Instagram because I saw all these people getting free stuff and I didn't <laughs> understand Instagram. And I thought, oh, this is a bit weird. So as a joke, I put out, hey, I've started Instagram to get free stuff. I only want free stuff. Things I don't want to use. I'll give to followers and and then put the PO box up. And what it, it, it became weird for me when I started getting really good things that yeah. I was actually enjoying. You got so uh, TVs, didn't I, you? Yeah, I got, got a mattress. 75-inch Samsung television yeah. that would have been like three or four grand <laughs> and then like I, I, I asked for a, a new bed. because Golf clubs? Yeah. You had some golf clubs? Everything. <laughs> so they were flying in and that's when I started a bit of a crisis in my head. I was like, Actually, I'm loving this. I'm high on this Instagram, you know, supposed influencer thing. But I'm also hating myself because this is the idea. I was meant to parody these people and now I am one of them. So I haven't been back to the P.O. box for a while, but they ring me constantly saying, you cannot use this as a storage facility. We have got so many parcels there. And it's all they're all sitting there at some point. So at at, at some point I'll go through them all and, and at I've been just giving them way to followers, mm. don't really care anymore, but all, all they end up at the Raw Children's Hospital. Oh, oh that's, that's nice. That's have, you, right. have you felt guilty as to when you get something that you feel like you need to actually put out a post? No. <laughs> no. I, thought, I thought of that for a while. I was like, oh, no, this person's gone to the effort. And, but then I'm like, mm. I mean, also at the time I had maybe 200 followers, so it didn't really matter. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and now with more followers, I'm like, do my, do my followers really, really want to see this? Yeah. Or is this – really how easy it is for someone to sell a product now, just send it to me and I'm going to market it for them. So I, I do choose a little bit wisely. Look, mm. we don't get a lot, so we're happy to just exchange your P.O. box. We'll do a fo- profile yeah. photo you can, <laughs> and then we'll sort it. We'll, we'll be generous yeah, like Mr. you. Mr. 97, we'll mm. look after it, do all the admin. <laughs> you great. can find the good stuff. You can have a list of things, golf-related stuff we can give to you. And that's probably all I want, just mm. the golf stuff. The rest of it, you guys can yeah. go nuts. Tees. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you love your golf, don't you, Josh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, I, I had a handicap when I was a, like when I was a kid. I got I used to play six times a week. That's how like crazy I was. Wow. But, I, but you were in school. 
Yeah. Or, yeah. So I was like, I would be a do. Good player then. Nah, horrendous. Because I said I had a handicap. I never said what it was. What was it? It was thirty-two because that was oh, the highest a kid yeah. could get. What's the what's a good? I, I mean, scratch is excellent. Are you scratch? No. Were you like five or six? Um, Nine. Eight. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you've got a good balance of um, hobbies. We've been talking quite a bit this week mm-hmm. just about getting older and kind of losing your hobby. Yeah. Right. And whether it be... Did, what fit. was your hobby? What's your hobby that you've lost? Uh, no, look, skateboarding and stuff like that. I've got an electric skateboard and I and I was on it this morning with my son and he's in between my legs. He's mm-hmm. two and a half and he's just a little madman. Loves it. And so I'm currently taking him to the skate park and things like that where I spent the majority of my... Yeah, right. my I did my schooling there. But it's... I th- I, I'm almost living vicariously through him. That was a great crunch <laughs> with the end of the packet. Right, right. I made the, really uh, good. This is the problem with Fat Fridays. This mm. is on the easier end of eating. Mm. Sometimes when we have <laughs> burgers or we stuff like that. We did a full that, burger so. last week. Yeah, it was an absolute nightmare, especially but, we had handheld bikes. So, and Josh <laughs> has talked a lot about, oh, I want to take up something. Mm-hmm. But I feel like hobbies require this, this sort of almost this – bit where you don't need to try too hard. It just comes really naturally Agreed. or you gravitate towards it. So yeah. then you just do it and you don't feel like you're doing much. You, so, you've got golf, cricket. Yeah, I mean, Hamish is a great example of who, who, the search for a hobby was mm. deep for him. Mm. And now he's found cycling and he's really good at it yeah. and he's loved it and he is addicted to it. But, like, there were times where, you know, he'd come in and go, I'm, I've got, I bought scuba gear. I'm going to be a scuba. And I was like, no, you're not, mate. You just go hire it. What the hell are you doing? You know, like that kind of, he's that kind of impulse yeah. in the search for a hobby. Um, so, yeah, I think it's true. It's like, let the hobby come to you. Mm. Um, go, and try, go and try some stuff. But certainly, you don't have to announce to the world that you're going to do this. Well, thing. what about at the age of 29, what sport should I get into? Not as a player, mm-hmm. but as a spectator. You're into oh, right. the, the cricket stuff. I'm into a, yeah, nearly all sports really. Mm. So what is a good, because I was thinking. Do you like AFL? Yeah, so we went to a game the other day, loved it. Was that your first game? No, first, no. I've oh, been no, you've been. Yeah, I've been to a, like maybe half a dozen in my mm, life. Yeah. But you the. Can, Josh, you're going to strike me as the guy that's going to go, this is what I'm into and I'm going to go, I haven't heard of that. Mm. Well, so this Do is the thing. Well, so yeah, I was thinking um, like hockey. Yeah, well, I love um, hockey. Oh, really? Yeah. So I still play hockey. Okay. Ice good. hockey? Um, no, field hockey. Yeah. Um, and this is timely, man, okay, because good. in two weeks' time, they're starting a new national hockey tournament. Oh, this is good. This sounds it's, very planned. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't. Okay. There's, a new, there's a new hockey tournament. Hockey Australia are bringing out a, a, to- a tournament, a big bash-like league okay. called Hockey One. Starts the day after the AFL Grand Final. Mm. And it's, uh, yeah, you could Where are we going? What, what, you could go to the, the State Netball and Hockey Centre. That's where they do the basketball too, isn't mm. it? Uh, not as much. Maybe. They used to. They might have. Because I used to think it was sad that the the National Basketball League mm. was at, at like a hockey. And Netball Centre. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they, got yeah, they sh- might have been. Sent off to <laughs> but now, they, I mean, now the okay. basketball's at, you know, high sense. Yeah. It's what about like, TV? What about like a... TV spectator sport. sport. Well, hockey one. They hoping you can mm. get it on KO. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I love I love AFL. Mm-hmm. I love cricket. But I get into it always at the mm. final, so I'm into it now. Yes. But but you, <laughs> did you have a team? Well, when I was really young, mm-hmm. it was uh, the Bombers, mm-hmm. and then a mate could get medallion club access, and he. Went for the Saints. So wow. it was a, mm. when I was in high school, I went for the Saints. Not a true on, fan. Went a true fan. That. Does. And so that's what I understand that. So yeah. I feel the concern I have is that I've got no room to move. I've used two t- 
teams up, yep. it seems a little what bit about, disingenuous. What about coming to grips with the, it's just not your thing? Because you've got I your want things. It to be, I want a thing though. What, like maybe, but, I was thinking baseball, Major League Baseball. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So you did. <laughs> That's very niche, but you yeah. can watch. But that's, I mean, that's during the day normally. Mm-hmm. So can I you, like the idea of you, having it on a TV. The day? Well, yeah, but because we work, <laughs> we do our own thing. So I love the idea of having um, yeah, the baseball a TV, well, and I'm it's a, all high definition, like super crisp. If you've ever seen it, great. I have. I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I've got. I barrack for the Cardinals, so St. Louis. Mm-hmm. They've had a good history, but um, yeah, I think. So you're already beating me on the – you know about the Cardinals. <laughs> I only know He's the Yankees. He's a sports Yankees. guy. He's yeah. a sports guy. Yan- I went to a Yankee stadium, like went to Yankee Stadium, yeah. and I actually got a complex. I wore a New York Yankees hat yeah. in New York, yeah. and they just – they target you on the street and they say, oh, yeah, Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, if you wear the Mets, uh-huh. people don't – I mean – they're more New York, Manhattan, for instance. Mm-hmm. More about more about the Yankees. Yeah. Since finishing up um, five day a week, Hamish and Andy, mm-hmm. um, you would think more more time. I don't know your schedule, but mm-hmm. more time means you would gravitate towards doing more things like hobbies. Mm-hmm. Is that what you've done? Uh, I certainly I play a lot more golf. Am I doing more hobbies? I'm about to. Um, Go for my pilot's license to be a kind oh, of sick. F- fly. Yeah. yeah. So you know Keegs does that. The radio station he was up really in, like, yeah, yeah doing all that. Yeah. That, oh, that makes me a little nervous because um, <laughs> because <laughs> Keegs, um, God love him, we love Keegs, yeah. uh, but he, I think it was the uh, R&B Fridays Top 100 Countdown. Yeah. And it got to like just before our show one day. And it got to quarter to four and he realised he had ten songs still to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people were on the Facebook going and Instagram going, you're not going to make it, man. You're not going to make it. And uh, it just got too much for him. He left the studio. <laughs> really? Yeah. Keeks. Keeks. And so so in, in an emergency. In the, he, just, he just went, no, nah, I can't. People ringing up, not a, not happy because he was cutting a few songs yeah. short. Where's you know? Konsky when you need him? Exactly. That's what should have happened. So Keegs left the studio, just got too much for him he went out and then someone else had to come in a co-pilot if you will so yeah. my worry again if keys can fly planes <laughs> in pressure situations i'm just i don't want him to leave the cockpit so I what what to... gets you to go i want to do my i want to do the course i want to get these hours um i like the idea of being able to go anywhere mm. i just i do like that it's concept so such a cool idea and um helicopters was what i originally um thought about but the range that you can get on helicopter, it's it's not that far yeah. and they're a lot more dangerous. Mm. Um, and so I thought, yeah, well, maybe I'll try and get a light plane going because then you can, you know, who wants to have lunch on King Island? Mm. Let's go down and have a steak and some cheese that's in the, so in the cool. middle of Bass Strait. And that's that's kind of what's um, enticed me to go for it. Well, light aircraft isn't ridiculously expensive. I had a client when I was at PT who had his dad had one mm. and he had his license and him and his dad would just go, yeah, doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can, you, you can buy a small plane for, you know, less than a luxury car. Crazy, oh, but then, it, then is, it's like... Which seems... It's a real... Povo plane. (laughs) (laughs) No heated seats. (laughs) May come down. I mean, is that, I mean, you you could live your life in fear Mm. or you could do things like that, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that's, I do like trying things. And that was one thing I loved. And I'm sure Hayne was the same about doing the radio show is things would present themselves and you'd go, 
oh, this will be funny if I really try. Mm -hmm. Now, I might not succeed, but mm. this will be more fun. For instance, I got my bus license so we could drive our, our, our band, our radio band around the, around the country. And that was great going getting my heavy, rigid vehicle license and learning about articulated trucks and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, tap dancing to go, you know, it was solely tap dancing because I knew it would be funnier if it, if it was half good at it. So, yes, yeah, certainly the radio show allowed you to try a lot of things, which I, which I loved. The um the the plane thing, mm. uh, you did the uh, the round the Australia tour yeah. with it on a plane. Mm. Did you were you asking the pilot a lot of questions? No, we we're mainly sitting out there because they were in private jets yeah. there, which is very different to two propellers going and okay. and. But so hey, Heyman and I were mainly just drinking in the back. Are you allowed <laughs> to <laughs> use of it? But are you allowed to like if it's a private plane? I'm guessing you can have the cockpit open. You yeah, can yeah, have a you bit can of go and, go have a little look and. Yeah. Um, uh, and they can't. They're not. No pilots meant to allow you to have a fly. But you were sitting <laughs> on his lap, <laughs> <laughs> eating your um, Snickers. But in the past, uh, I'm not saying on that trip. But in the past, mm. some pilots have um, loosened that rule, oh, which awesome. has been which has been fun. What about? I, I went to Bali when I was uh, grade six. Stop or no, bragging. No, when I was yeah, yeah <laughs> Grandma died. We got an inheritance. <laughs> we spent it on going to Bali. 1998. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I remember Garuda. Pipe, the door open, kids coming up, sitting mm. in there. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. Before, or well, kind of before September 11, mm. the, 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 the cockpit was as much of a museum or an interactive experience for passengers yeah. as it was really. People were going in all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you know, that's obviously it was a bad day for, for everyone yeah. in, in Manhattan and all the lives lost, but also a bad day for um, pilot access. Yeah. The, yeah. Um, the blimp that you went in. Yep. Uh, we were talking about blimps the other day. They're mm. meant to be quite dangerous. The blimps, the blimp felt, yeah, it didn't feel that safe because it's so small. Like, is it? It looks fucking huge. Oh, yeah, I guess the actual the bit balloon that you're is in, a little. The cockpit's small, about as big as this table. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, wow. So you are 50 meter by 50 oh, no, meter. We've got a big studio. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing well. So you'd, I would say kind of two meters by three meters or four meters. So you, it feels like. You're really just in a little box hanging mm. off the bottom of a balloon, which um, you are. Well, yeah. it really like, is. Probably it? is a matchbox off a bottom of a balloon, as far as like kind of the dimensions of it. So that doesn't feel as yeah. safe. Um, and I mean, obviously you got your your motor, but the winds. <laughs> if the wind gets up, it's hard to go against it because it's such. How's a big it thing. working? Is it paddles? Like how do they how do they steer the thing? Uh, we're all we're all cycling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't know. It's, it's a dangerous thing that sounds right. No, I, James Bond, one of the old school. So you're referencing James Bond. Yeah, but Is I remember hearing the engine that was like it. It's an engine. It takes a long it's, it's time. Just, it's just a fan with a rudder, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. kind of like a, a, a hovercraft, mm -hmm. uh, the way that there's a big fan at the back of the rudder. We talk about ABC, always be contenting. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt like <laughs> it's actual acronym. Yeah. Um, I've always felt that having something like making a video has sort of given me a bit of Dutch courage. It's like, yeah, I'll do it if it's filmed. Yep. I mean, you've talked totally about agree. a few things that you've done. Yeah. The, the tall ship as well, the, yep. the jet, the well, blimp. Hayman and I have got a new travel show coming out and we always talk about the courage that A, someone filming it doing, but mm. B, your mates from uni filming it doing. So they're going, come on, <laughs> yeah, off you go. And so you just absolutely under those circumstances, of course we want to present 
a much braver <laughs> version of myself or a much more exciting because that's 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 better for television and also that is a little bit of a motivator. Well, you've got the moment where you decide to do it. It's almost like it takes away that sort of defense mechanism or the barrier because it's like you step into it, you you jump off something, bungee jump. It's yeah. like you need to have removed mm. the constant thought of the action of just tipping over a 60-meter drop. And I think for for me personally, it's it's a reason, it, it adds a reason to do it. So if we're filming it for television, I'm like, this will be fun. A, it's got to be funny normally, but like, this is funny, this is fun, this this will be great, let's just do it. Where if I was there by my, myself, mm. you go, oh, we're going to really risk our lives. Mm. Just, I mean, it's that little extra reason to do it. It shouldn't be. There should be no reason. Like, it shouldn't be like, yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's on telly, make sure you risk your life. But, but that's like The Bachelor. Like, he's always yeah. looking like a top dog. Yeah. Like, every single Bachelor. Mm. And it's, I guess, like, it's being filmed all the time. They're yeah. always their best self. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stick your chest out, Josh. They will mistaken you for The <laughs> Bachelor. I tell you what. Um, in I remember Jules Lund telling me early days, like, he, he once um, – Bungie jumped off a helicopter, so he's still stuck to the helicopter. Wow. But then they started that'd to... Be more sca- I reckon that would be more scary for the helicopter driver. Mm. Well, I mean, Jules weighs a bit, so... <laughs> That's <laughs> what you, you get mean, That kind of... Helicopters are always kind of... Mm. They're, they're on, they're, they can be moved around a bit. That 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 trajectory, I reckon yeah, that would be... Yeah, if you went up and then it bungied it and then no, shot even, it but, back up. No, but just think about the weight. Like yeah. you're losing the weight and then gaining the weight. Mm. Yeah. Will Smith did it for his 50th birthday. Oh, that's right. Off a helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Over on, the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Jules then said um, they stopped doing it. Like getaway, their insurance policies, they mm. pulled back. Like you guys, I remember early days, did some crazy stuff. Mm. Was there a point where it was like, <laughs> you boys need to settle down? Yeah, it's, there's a couple where they got, I remember the um, radio station particularly got angry with us in uh, in croc-infested waters in Northern Territory, where I'd lost a bet and had to swim across this 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 creek where croc salt salty crocs are in, which I was nervous about. But um, yeah, ABC. Suppose, <laughs> but I suppose that in retrospect, I mean, I wouldn't do that now mm. because. But you're young and, you know, you're excited and, and uh, it wasn't about the content. It was just it just was, seemed fun. You take more risks when you're younger. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't, I'm sure it's chemical. I'm sure there's something in our brains as we get older. We go, we're not going to do yeah. that. Self-preservation. And, yes. And, well, uh, the, the, there's something in the brain of the risk. It's like you develop an area that sort of identifies risk. This yeah. one guy told, told me once when I was being a little shit. Yeah. But <laughs> Hamish putting his hand into the ant trap. Yeah. Like the you know what's going to happen, right? Or did well, you know? Well, not really. We kind of both. <laughs> we kind of both thought it would be um, not as bad. Mm. I mean, we got told it was the worst pain in the world, but we're like, yeah. but what does that mean? Yeah, what does that mean? You know, yeah. it's like have... spicy stuff. Like yeah. any time I see anyone eat chili, yeah, it's like I'm sure I could do that. Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't. It would it's, be horrendous. It's it's that kind of strange thing. So. With that one in particular, there's this great bit of audio. The camera is on the ground, so it's, we, there's no vision of it, but you can hear Hamish and I chatting. And we didn't know who was going to have to put their hands in the gloves, bullet ant gloves at that point. We're in the middle of the Amazon for people who don't know. Um, and that we were basically, they sew ants into these gloves. And it's a coming of age ceremony, a ritual where young men um, have to put their hands in these gloves for a couple of minutes uh, and they get stung. And it's called a bullet ant because it feels like you've been shot. That's the sting. Sam and I are sitting there and, and it's the la- we normally put like 
one of the more dangerous things in our shoot in the last day, just because if we get hurt, we could at least we got the rest of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and so there's this great audio of Hayman and I going, oh, mate, this is going to be great. We'll do, fix this up. We'll do then her back. We'll probably get a beer by six. And then, <laughs> I don't know, we'll go, let's go around with the guys and we'll probably hit the town. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then Hayman goes, look, whoever gets it, just, you know, Put it on, obviously. Flick it off when you when you saw. Bounce around a bit, but you know. And but but um, you know, we don't have to go too hard. Yeah, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> Turns out he puts his hands in, and the ants send out a pheromone to all the other ants to go. We're under attack. So he gets about two hundred stings oh. in two seconds. So he flicks. He, it looks like on telly that he flicks it off immediately, yeah. but he's already been stung like a sewing machine. These these ants are just sending sending down their uh their little spikes uh, on repeat, and he ends up on a morphine drip in the hospital for about eight hours. And it's very different to me having a beer with the guys. Going. <laughs> <laughs> so, gee, that was a big day. Yeah, <laughs> you were just working on Perfect Holiday, mm. the the new TV show. Mm. Is is there is it a lot softer? No, or I don't like think so. It, like it's or is it different? What's it's the, different? Like, yeah. It's certainly different. It's um what what like and you always kind of. I was, we're both really excited to travel again, mm-hmm. but we're also wanted to make sure that there's an evolution to the show. Um, just going back and doing the same old trick has never really excited us. We, in our careers, we've always bounced around, like we did the radio show for that amount of time and then wanted to try something different. Um, but, yeah, this one, what I loved about it was the surprise. Like we surprise each other every day with the activity. So I'll choose something for home and he chooses something for me, which is quite different to Gap Year. Um, and he and- was getting right into it. Like before he left the... The the bike right the, yeah. the that stuff the um the Vegas thing like he had list like the amount of work that you guys were putting into yeah it because to surprise. You're, you're just like there's just some really fun things where you're going I this will be funnier the more work I put mm. in or we just became obsessed with this story like you're like there's an, an example is there's um, a guy called Fen who um he's an older guy but when he was eighty he sold all his possessions and um bought treasure with it and has buried the treasure in the Rocky Mountains. And that the Rocky Mountains is huge. It goes over basically half of America. And he's left a poem describing where this all clues as to where this 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 um this treasure was. And I just became obsessed with finding the treasure. And when you know you're on forums and stuff like that and you know and someone reaches out and goes i need someone to help me get to this place because i can't afford it but i think i know exactly where the treasure is so suddenly you're talking to these people and yeah like that's the kind of it's just going to be funnier if and more fun the deeper you get in and the better chance you have of finding a treasure spoiler alert andy has so much gold on right now <laughs> if you can't see yeah, yeah 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 um the the difference between gap year and this type of sh- Show mm. like is this a, a format that you think that you would continue doing or is oh, it? Oh, th- I'd love to. I think yeah. same's the same. Mm. Whether it's every year, uh, you know, we've got it's a with Tim who shoots with us now, general manager. He's got a family and he's got three kids. Tim's got two. So you, you know, you got to balance all these things mm. up with just being away and yeah. etc. Um, but yeah, it's it certainly felt that way. And I and I would say that like because we knew we were preparing the ideas for each other. Um, they're probably a little deeper creatively, the ideas. Yeah. Um, there's probably a little less like what I loved about Gap Year is we actually didn't prepare anything. Like we would go, let's go and see this guy who says he can kill someone by shouting at them. And <laughs> Japan, like, cool, that's all we need to know. Like, so you didn't need yeah. to really have um, and, and, and wildness would happen. 
with this, it's a, it's just a slightly nuanced change where you go, oh, actually, I'm going to pick this because yeah. I know Hayne will love it or Hayne will hate it or we'll both just love this mm. adventure. And it, you can prepare a, a couple of things mm. and then see where it goes. So it's, it's just a slightly different um, yeah, type of uh, content. Film me a TV show across, you know, say six or eight weeks. Um, it's a bit of a sprint. Mm. You've got to get what you can. What do you like better? Something where you're sprinting, the pressure's on, or like when you were doing five days, it's the evolution. You're coming back. You're showing up tomorrow. Yeah. It's a you know longer term thing. You get your full. Uh, what is it? The 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 um, before survey. So you've yeah. got a few breaks a year. Yep. But really, you've got this whole year to be playing with. I mean, I feel like it's an interesting th- interesting question because. I just loved the variety, like the the things that you could get serviced by daily radio, which is a connection with people calling in all the time. Mm. I just love talking to every like everyday people or and and people sharing their stories. They always made it our show so much better and so much funnier. So you kind of miss that, and it didn't. It never felt like a grind at all. We loved it, but you could you yearn for a different type of content or a different type of thing, and that's what TV does because TV has got you shoot for such a short amount of time and then the post-production and editing it and all that stuff, uh, it, t- it takes so long. Mm. Like for True Story, for instance, it was like 14 months to make the series. So you kind of start the second one before you even finish the first one yeah, because wow. you've got to find all the stories and then Hamish and I would listen to them and then we'd go around Ham Ryan and I'd go away and write them all. Then uh, then you crew up for to do all the reenactments as a drama pre-production for that, shoot them, then posting that with editing. So it just mm. took so long. And certainly there's times I'm like, gee, radio is easier than this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, can have an, I can have an idea in the ad break and we can be doing it straight after versus all the pre-painting. It seems like such a different beast. And mm. you, with True Story specifically, that was something that you, you then took the idea and went on to try and sell it overseas. Yeah. What is the process of selling a format? What's the, how, does it even, how does it even work? Yeah, and what are you selling? Really simply, this the format, and the, and then this this is what you're doing now mm-hmm. is a format. Like it's it's two guys that do a daily show mm-hmm. every day, and this is the setup, and that's the camera angle. So like you would list that stuff. It's just kind of pretty boring content, probably. But <laughs> yes. you would you you list what's important to mm-hmm. you as as and, and defining for the format, and then you just go, would anyone like to make their version? And and there's a huge thing called MIPCOM, which uh, is in in Cannes in France, and it's a tele based a television sales conference where every everyone in the world goes, buyers and sellers, and go, hey, this is the mask mm. singer, this is the block, this is this is you know, and this is the voice, and all those shows do 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 the circles uh, in in those kind of sales conferences. What's the vibe of place? Have you been? No, I've never been. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I know the vibe. We've had people that have gone on our path, and look, it's it's. It's hard because it's actually it's people. It's getting more and more cutthroat that less people are going to it now. Mm. Um, South by Southwest, the big music festival, yeah. they've actually got mm. a sidearm for TV now as well because okay. people go there and then they also, um, yeah, look at look at buying television. But content is so rich and it's not as seasonal as it used to be. Everyone used to stop in summer and stuff, but with Netflix and Disney Plus, it will come out oh, yeah. and Hulu overseas mm-hmm. and Stan. All these things are, uh, mean that content's constantly being acquired, uh, which is a good thing for content creators. But it's a it, it means that those big sales conferences not not as strong because um, 
don't play as big a role. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of creatives don't think about their IP as a creative mm. because it doesn't feel tangible, right? Mm. Before you've made a video, you've just got an idea. I know from I've never spoken to you about it, but hearing about I think a lot of people use Hamish and Andy and the the business side of things as an example of we can own our own stuff. Mm. Hamish and Andy as the brand, you know. Yeah. Can you talk us through the early early days of deciding that mm. yeah we're going to be our own entity. Um, most of the decisions didn't ever come from like a business decision, like we could make money doing this. Mm. It was it was pretty much. I didn't love the way or Haim didn't love the way something was being packaged or being mm. portrayed. And so and and when you're in big radio stations, often they've got a they've got a certain kind of imagery that they slap across every single uh, show in there. And we wanted our show to build feel different. Um we, we went when we first started at Fox FM, they were really at an all time low. The 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 ratings were really poor and they were trying to uh, they were searching for anything to get out of the trouble. And so we specifically didn't want their branding. <laughs> like, so <laughs> we talked to them about before we signed on to go, we wanted this, this type of branding. And so it was mainly not, not because we wanted to make our own brand. It was more just like, we just wanted to mm. a distance themselves from them a little bit. And we loved Martin Malloy. Like, I'm not mm. sure if you guys are probably yeah. might be too young, but for Tony Martin, Mick Malloy, the biggest radio show in their time. And they kind of, again, had gone out and, and just didn't sound like Fox FM. And we were like, well, this, if, if we can just sound like ourselves, sound like we're making ourselves, you know, comfortable and, and did the same with the television as well. Channel nine were fantastic when they came across before gap year, they were also going poorly. And, um, and the same kind of speech from, um, there's a fellow called David Gingell who was running nine, who, who caught up with Hamish and I, he's just brilliant, brilliant TV mind. And he was like, we know that we're struggling. We don't want to make you Channel Nine mm. at all. Mm-hmm. That that'd be the worst thing we could do. We want to make it set look like you guys have just somehow stolen the receiver <laughs> and you're broadcasting your show. Yeah. And so that was cool because then we could put out our version of ourselves and the things we wanted to make. Uh, and it comes from trust from above. And then you realize, oh, we're creating a brand. Um, so you know, obviously we're thinking about it a bit more, but we fell into it a little bit. Would you say that um, you would advise if if a young person you know who's studying in the creative world, mm. is it the way you'd encourage people to go, or uh, I don't know because so like uh, you know probably about ten years ago we, we ended up acquiring all our rights back and stuff, um, and and running it ourselves, but there's times where I go, well that's a lot of admin work, mm. that's a lot of stuff, and, and there was times where it stunted our growth a little bit because we're getting caught up in in things that you shouldn't really be worried about. You know, has the website got a sponsor? Josh, website costs a lot. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even before like um, where YouTube became a, a better place for people to actually go and find that we're creating a website and even running that and having enough power for it, like mm-hmm. as in the video pl- hosting, the, the players, yeah. video hosting, all those mm-hmm. things, it's tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So, I was thinking, oh shit, we've, we've taken all this back, and now it's costing us. <laughs> Comments <laughs> for the making. So that became a conundrum. Yeah. Um, and so I would say, people often, we were at it on the TV side of thing. We loved Working Dog, um, who people don't know who they are. They do. Have you been paying attention? They wrote the castle and filmed mm-hmm. the castle. They're like, they're just gods. Thank God you're here, etc. And we and they were always their production company doing their own thing. And so mm-hmm. I had in my head we have to be this as well. And so yeah. the other guys, um, 
without really knowing what it entailed. Mm. And I think people have in their heads, no, we've got to own everything and so mm. on, but not really knowing the work that comes with that mm. responsibility. So it depends on where you are, I would say, with your career. Um, you're also early on in your careers very unlikely to be able to own it all because you've got no leverage. Mm. You've just, you know, we could have gone in at the day one and gone and we're doing this and like, okay, piss off. And we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll go with Tommy and Josh for the drive home. Like, yeah, yeah, good call yeah, we'll actually. S- we'll sell ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah. so well, it's I, like people say, we were talking the other day uh, to someone who um, they talk a lot about uh, saying no for things. Mm. You know, it's either the hell yes or no which is very convenient when you're an executive that's established or you're in a position uh, like you and Hamish where you've put in all of the work to to the point where you have an abundance of opportunities. Yes. When you're getting started, you sort of can't say no that much. You have to say yes as much as you can, right? It's a, it's a difficult one because mm-hmm. we did say a lot of no's mm-hmm. when we were starting as well. Yeah. But we, tr- we I don't know what it came from, but it, it also came from the fact that being best friends, you get to have this journey together and mm-hmm. you can look at each other and go, oh, mate, I don't really love this either. Do I? Great. Okay, let's just, mm-hmm. let's just do something else. You know, yeah. you have that confidence. You hope that another opportunity will come past. But, you know, of all the shows that, that Hamish or I or, and or I have been asked to do over the years, there's probably like one that we said no to that went and to be a success. Mm-hmm. And I would say there's, I can think of probably 30 mm-hmm. that we'd asked to do and not. Yeah. And then you, you, watch, you watch them when they go to air and you're like, Either A, I'm glad I didn't do that, or B, maybe I would have done it differently, but mm-hmm. you don't know the situation back behind the scenes. So I, I, tr- I think when you don't have an audience, if there's elements of something that you would love doing and you're being true to yourself in, in performance, it doesn't have to be the whole thing, but just a little bit. I think yeses are really good. But if it's something that you, it just doesn't sing to you, the worst, we had a, we had a show on Channel 7 called Hamish and Andy, 2004, got cut after six weeks. Lucky it did because um, everyone, the press were like on our side saying, oh, you cut these young guys too too early. It's really unfair. But the worst thing would have hap- could have happened if we just went on for 10 episodes yeah. and then everyone would have gone, oh, that wasn't very good, which it wasn't. Mm. And you wouldn't have had this backlash to give us a glow. Yeah. Um, mm. And after that was when we were like, this was someone else's show. They were writing jokes, telling us to do them. We had some input, but not really of over the whole look and feel. So was that and good or bad for your career? It was great that we got axed. Mm. And it was great for a learning curve. And it was the, the time we said, okay, from now on, we're only going to do things that's under our banner. So mm-hmm. incorporate our production mm. company off the back of that. So I'm really grateful for it. But the worst it's the worst feeling ever failing when it's not even your content. Mm. Yeah. If you're the face yeah. of a failure that's not even your idea, that is actually, more, I reckon, more soul-destroying than mm. if you never did it at all. Is that, is that from a different time in regards to, uh, say, 10, 15 years ago, it was you had to, you were a presenter and then you would audition and you would get picked and it's this mm. picking culture, whereas now, say, even website hosting, all those things, the barriers to entry are so low yep. that you can do the podcast, yep. you can make all that stuff. When, when you're speaking to young people 
I'm guessing there's a bunch of people who see what you've done and want to emulate. Mm. So they start on channel 31 yep. and then they sort of work, try and, you know, similar to what you did with Working Dog or yep. things like that, reverse engineer. What are you saying to them? I think the best thing is just try stuff. Mm. Like just, just be by doing, not talking about it, just by doing and whatever it is like and, and work out what you want to stand for. So like so many people talk and, and get annoyed. Oh, that person got that opportunity. Mm. Oh, I should have got that. Mm. All that mm. kind of thing. Oh, I don't really like that. It's like they're, they're trying things. Mm-hmm. And through trying things, you find out what you're good at or what sings to you. Now, whether that everyone loves that, but at least you're going, I'm going to find my niche. And of course, everyone starts copying other people and mm. borrowing, you know, um, their favorite things. And Hayman and I would be copying like our favorite British sketch shows, not like the actual sketch, but mm. just vibes from it all. But then you develop what makes you you just by trying things. And if you sit back and you don't try and don't put something out and you can audition for things, if you don't get it, there's other ways to get stuff out. So, yeah, I think... And, and, and try as much as possible when no one's listening or watching. Is it removing the, the eyes on outcome? Yeah, I th- absolutely. It's, it's, you learn far more from your failures than you do from your successes. Mm. So we will, we've learned, we, we review quite heavily um, and not in a, like a beat ourselves up kind of way, but just go, oh, gee, that didn't work. Well, we don't have mm. a bad break on radio. And you go, if it's, <laughs> you go, gee, that didn't work. Wow, okay, let's talk about that tomorrow. Didn't want to learn the vibe, kept going. Mm. It wasn't like we were down about it. Yeah. It was just like, oh, all right, we we reached. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't successful. How did that work? And a really great example is like when we first started on uh, Fox FM, we were doing some phone topics that were probably a little bit hard to follow. Um, and our boss was going, You've got to dumb it down. That's what they kept saying. You've got to dumb mm. it down. It's too, it's too smart. It's too, it, you know, our listeners are this, they're not intelligent. You and Instead of going from like b- dialing it back to like 10% of the intellect we we're hoping to go mm. for or the level of joke we're hoping to, we're like, let's just pull it back to like 80, you know? And the next day we did that and it failed again. We're like, all right, well, let's just pull it back to like 60 to make it a little bit more edible. And people started getting on to the point where we, we got a new type of listener because suddenly we were pulling people in from AM. People stopped listening to Darren Hinch because we, we were pitching things, not the traditional fm level that everyone expects there to be and so it was nice to fail it was nice to go okay we know why we've analyzed why but let's not let's not go to the opposite let's we we think there's something here let's just Mm. keep dialing back and Mm. tinkering and then by the end of the show and with our podcast listeners now they're just so smart they're so they're far smarter than i am and their level of intellect and the level they put on jokes is just awesome so the the rules of radio, like mm. we a uh, common bit of feedback we get from people is around like uh, uh, assume that people don't know what you're talking about, yep. reset, give context, and Tommy and I always talk about the fact that what we we want to be doing is creating a conversation, yeah, and we want to uh, it to feel like mateship because it is, but also uh, have a bit of a level of FOMO. So yeah. Uh, when we do the podcast, we don't have to spend fucking five minutes resetting who Andy Lee is or anything yep. like that. People will go and like if they're international and don't know who you are, they'll Google. Yep. How many of those rules have you broken or what are some of those classic things that you actually just don't believe in? Yeah, yeah. we questioned every single one of them when we mm-hmm. started and then realised we needed to add some more back in. Um, 
it to me with the resetting, if if you if you, the going off the conversation analogy, mm-hmm. if a new person rolls in and we're in the middle of the conversation at the pub and yeah. stands there, I'll always go to them. Oh, sorry, we're we're talking about the footy at the moment and and last week's game, mm-hmm. and then keep going. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it's wrong to to reset mm-hmm. because if anyone joins a conversation naturally in human behavior is to either choose to let them in or go, well, you weren't here when we started, so yeah. suck eggs. It's uh, interesting because <laughs> well, I think there's, that's the difference between that and this is Andy Lee, he's got a book, he's got this, he's got yeah, that. Totally. And, yeah. and I guess that's the the difference is it's like this, the stiltedness mm. of doing it in a way that's Totally of, agree with you. Um, which I think is, which is difficult. I think that. So we picked a level. Yeah. Again, again, that, that degrees thing. It's not like this is wrong. We shouldn't do any mm-hmm. of this. There's a reason why some of these tropes exist. Yeah. Same with the TV. It's also show. format as well. The mm. thing, so the, the idea of the format of, you know, you've only got short talk breaks. And so people are coming in, coming mm. out. What we're talking about is no one's coming in and out of the show. They're either listening to the entirety of the yep. thing or they're stopping halfway through. Mm. And so then it's that much bigger thing of longer arcs. Yes. And how, you know, is, is, has that been something that you've considered, how you communicate those longer form arcs? Yeah, yeah. What we, it's a really, it's a, it's a, it's a tough one as well because there are some, ideas for Hamish and I that went so deep into mm. like, and it was that you're like, there's no way we can explain all this. Like <laughs> yeah. there's no way to reset it all. Um, so. And isn't that yeah. some of the fun? Like the, it's, the, it's the our fun. favorite stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's our favorite stuff. So like with, it can, it can stem from, what's a good example. So with Hamish had a, a dream that he was playing a, 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 a song, like a, he had a dream about a song that he he wrote and he, and he wanted to sing the song, write write the song with me to bring back his dream. Mm-hmm. And it turned out it was an Adam Levine song. And he's like, yes, Adam Levine was in my dream, and he said the dream should maybe it's a premonition, and the dream was Adam Levine from Maroon <laughs> Five coming to a disused water park and on our final show of the year and singing a song that we wrote together. And I was like, all right, cool. And then we heard that um, they were just opening the new water park in Sydney. I'm like, well, that is a disuse. And so all these parts of the dream actually started coming true. And so we kept talking about it for like five, six months, culminating in the show finally being from the the, water, the disused water park <laughs> and 100 people and people flew in from New Zealand to, to try and be there knowing that if we just built it, Adam Levine would come. But it became so hard to reset. Yeah. <laughs> and so, what's the and what's the learning so, so, from that then? Well, we just you what we did, what you ended up doing is just giving <laughs> giving up on what you don't have to re- reset from the start. You can mm. just reset from where you're up to. Yeah, that, that was that was our which our is learning. the show. Which is are you uh, resetting a sh- a sh- one show from what you've already done, or like because that's not big resets. That's, that's not this is the the start of where it all happened. No, yeah. it's we, What we do, and sometimes we would say, fuck, this has become too complicated, <laughs> like to, to, to reset. Yeah. But so, we've booked Adam Levine. Yeah. <laughs> he's on yeah. his way. So why don't we, um, like another another good example, maybe this is a simpler example than the Adam Levine because that was very convoluted, but um, Hamish put money on me to win Cleo Bachelor year back in the day. And I won that and we bought, with the money we bought a Greyhound. And then with that, with that greyhound beca- could predict winners. Like we used to put nuggets on plates 
uh, and like with idol names above, like from Australian Idol and stuff, and he'd go and eat the nugget, and he got it every time. Like really? it, was, it was just crazy. And so then we started taking this greyhound on a national tour to race, and the <laughs> and he started winning races. You have like five thousand people or something at a WA. Like yeah, with yeah, some it was his Fred, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Fred Bassett. Fred yeah. Bassett. Where is he race. today? He's out on a farm. Oh. He got adopted out uh, on a yeah. farm. We know that <laughs> <laughs> He got adopted out by uh, the head of the greyhound racing, and he, uh, uh, he he retired and went to a farm. And so he's, yeah, he's still running around, which is cool. But we decided to drop the whole money to how we acquired the dog, mm-hmm. everything, and just went. We now own a greyhound, and we're traveling him around. Like yeah. you could leave off things mm. once you got to the next step that weren't important, and so that's how we kind of would cut down our resets, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So the story's developed enough that it's it's now its own story yeah. outside of the setup. Yeah, I love that. You were asking about Mr. 97's name. Mm. Uh, so We've dropped that part. We don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, so uh, the reason he's called uh, Mr. 97, and I told Hamish this and he wasn't impressed, uh, he got a 97 enter score. Oh, yeah. Which... I think it's fucking compared it's to good. Tommy and myself. It's yeah. very good, which is why we thought it's a it's a good name. Yeah. We're getting more mail. It, maybe it uh, might be mail or my wife. Okay, great. Oh, great. Delivery um, mail. <laughs> <laughs> no, ninety-seven. Ninety-seven is great. Yeah. Hamish got like got ninety-eight something. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah mm. but but he tells me all the time, but I choose not to remember. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, ninety-seven is bloody good. Yeah, how did you good. go? I got ninety-six. See, that's fine. Mm. That's, yeah. That's top quality stuff. I think got it. But again, it's it kind of, it's it's kind of under the impression that everyone cares about our interests now, <laughs> exactly. which, is, which, which um, I certainly didn't from the, yeah. the very moment I got it. Uh-huh. Um, which is which is kind of strange. But do you think your friends were annoyed? Like, was were there people that were annoyed who really did care about that stuff? Or yeah, I think people. The the main reason I didn't care is I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. So a number. This number represents nothing to me mm. now because I don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's like a, it's like a lightsaber when you don't actually have the Jedi powers yet. You know, no. you can hurt yourself with this number. <laughs> well, the beauty of the nickname is he's it's stuck. Yes, mm. good on you, ninety-seven. I salute that. <laughs> um, but the yeah, so that's that. I thought I, I find that an interesting thing, and, and people like my school asked me back to talk at the like the levers, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, you realize I didn't go on and do anything that you guys wanted me to do. They didn't really even have drama at my school back then, they do now. Mm. But they were kind of everyone wanted to be had to be doctors, accountants, lawyers. That was that was I was quite a quite a strict school. And I said, I can't put my hand on heart and go back and talk about how great this is going to be for you, how this number is, because it just didn't mean anything to me. And they're like, that's fine, come back. And anyway, <laughs> so my speech wasn't Totally, uh, in I wasn't totally endearing to all the parents that had come along with their kids to hear about how to use it. But the one thing I did say, and that was, um, what what it, what it did give me the number was more opportunity for more like-minded people. So mm-hmm. I met Hamish, um, which I'm so grateful for, mm-hmm. and I met a lot of people. And Tim, who mm-hmm. you guys know, um, who's our producer and general manager of our company, because we all went to the same university, and you needed a score to get into that. So whether it's not to say that you go to a different university, you won't meet those people, but we probably met people at a similar level to us. Yeah. What do you think about when you think of the future and uh, media, mm. technology, how you're going to connect with your audience? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting where it's all going. And I'm not like 
I, I, I don't, we don't really delve so deeply into how to connect with audience mm-hmm. members uh, because we only ever did the show for each other. Like yeah. Hamish and I, uh, which is, which is fortunate to, to not have to worry so much about it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it will change. There's so many platforms coming out. It's shrinking market for television. There's so many areas to, to play in. And um, I mean, they're about to launch in America a new uh, online platform called Quibi. I'm not sure if you've heard uh-huh. of it. Um, so it's Katzenberg, who um, who is it? I think DreamWorks or Disney or anyway started one of those big ones, um, and they put I think nearly half a billion dollars into this new uh, SVOD platform. So like a Netflix, etc. But it's called Quibi for quick bites, um, and there's no show over ten minutes. Interesting. So, are they snippets of shows, or are they brand new no, shows? No, brand new original content. So uh, original content. Uh-huh. So, but and I mean, this would be a great example of a mm. show that could be on Quibi. Yeah, because it's. I mean, it's an hour long, but you <laughs> well, guys you cut it up six times. Yeah, yeah. it's all good. Well, well you mean, could. You yeah. could. So you could. Um, if if that, that's the kind of thing. What what they're trying to do is they they notice that so many people are there on Instagram watching stories all the time of people they don't really care about and they're bored and they're going, well, why? I mean, the other thing about Quibi is you could only get it on your phones. Mm. Mm. So what they're saying is they're wanting an alternative to just, I'm just going to go onto Instagram and watch stories. I'm going to go onto this and watch a show I like, news I like, and then we know it's all in quick bits. So if someone's waiting at the bus, they know they can get this five-minute show in or if they go to bed, they don't have to decide whether they're going to do half an hour mm. or an hour, it's just like, I'll do this. But Spielberg's doing a film that's cut up into 10-minute bits. Oh, um, but it's written, designed for 10-minute bits, so there'll be a cliffhanger at the end of every 10 minutes or there's a change. So they're trying to – we're all getting uh, – our attention spans are all shrinking mm. and um, and people think they've got less time on their hands. Do you think and, that – because all of those things you're talking about are the popular belief yep. in this – Day and age, do you, do you believe all of that stuff, or do you think that some of these things are actually overhyped? Uh, I look, I think a lot of these things are overhyped mm. for sure, but I I certainly think our viewing patterns have changed mm. dramatically. It's very difficult to sit down and watch a show without being on your phone these days. Mm-hmm. People have people second screens are so mm. important to people. Um, even in, during conversations, people pull out their phones and googling things or watch this. Have you seen this? And yeah. and and so that is. A, it can't be ignored, I suppose. Um, I'd love to ignore it. I'd love mm. to be. I'm, I've been a late adopter for a, a look at most of the social media things. And, and why? And, why is that? Um, I don't do it very well naturally. Like it, it doesn't. I don't. I don't. I'm the, what I, is I, it? What is social media? What is it that? Because you are great at content. You're great at storytelling. You're great um, at. I never like taking photos. Is one of okay. my first things. Mm-hmm. I'm just Hamish used to be our photo guy. Mm-hmm. He used to take all our like. He used to take. I've just never really been a person to snap photos, mm-hmm. and that is like mm. that kind of cancels out Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what about writing because Instagram like the. Big thing at the moment is having great solid captions and yeah right. You know, being clever um, that's why I loved Twitter and I mm-hmm. still like Twitter more um, because it's all about the writing. It's mm-hmm. about jokes. I like one line as opposed uh, more than where someone's mm-hmm. sitting um, yeah. in in what on what, what island in what part of the world. But um, but I know you can do both mm-hmm. and um, I'm you know and my girlfriend's great at that stuff and she's been teaching me there's too many times where she's leaning over going no no don't press that and do that <laughs> don't use that hashtag yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so but that's you know it's it's 
the other thing is about the the writing stuff. So like, and I love daily radio. Is I love sharing my life on the radio. Mm. So it's not like mm. I'm against people sharing their lives or anything. It's like that's it's fine. It just doesn't really come naturally to me that mm-hmm. to 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 do something and um and then want to post it. And and then there's times I do get slightly sad when I'm like, there's something awesome happening, and then see everyone pull out their phones mm. instead of just like. Oh, Enjoying what, the moment. Yeah, Nowadays, yeah. sharing your life isn't unique, but sharing your life to a huge audience like you have mm. for a lot of your life is a different and unique thing. Yeah. What What have you felt? And I think about this for us of how much we share. And my wife said to me yesterday, which is a bit dark, if something bad happened, would you be talking about it? Like if you were going through something bad, yeah, we would you be talking? We haven't had any like deaths or anything. Like oh, th- yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. So what's the question? Uh, how have you dealt with that? How have you dealt with 10 years, you know? Of sharing your life? As long as I can remember listening to radio, I was listening to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we get to ch- you get to choose what parts of your life you share, mm-hmm. um, which I loved. And but it also means you're holding back things and actually having to live a life as well as yeah. share. Thankfully, thankfully, like, the two were just pretty much it. Like, I, you guys have known me for a while now. Mm-hmm. It's like I wasn't kind of I'm the same person as I was on air. Obviously we're looking for funny, but I'm happy to share things in real life that, mm-hmm. that are that are uncomfortable for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I find them funny, et cetera. So it, thankfully I'm not playing a character in on air and and we and Haim and I've talked about that. It's like, gee, I'm glad we just like doing the things we like and present ourselves because it would be very hard to to not, you know, mm-hmm. and and people again when we had early success, people would come up to me and go, oh, Oh, it's you know, it's great that you're not like driving around in a flashy car or doing this. You know, you know, you try and keep it under wraps to be the everyman or whatever. And then you're like, oh, no, not really. I just didn't, don't really want those. I'm about things. to buy a plane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's, it's more just oh, I don't really want actually want those things. But I've got yeah. friends that did do want those things and do love showing off money, and I'm fine with that as well. But mm-hmm. it's 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 not like I was sitting there going, shit, I want a Ferrari, but I better just be relatable yeah. it's just we've just been kind of lucky to that my natural wants mm. and needs kind of sit into our performing going from something that's indie you know something that's n- new and sort of mm. it's got a little niche audience to then making the step to it being this mass thing which Hamish Nandby has become mm. what, what have you found with how people are treating you yep. in terms of what you're creating yeah it's I think, again, we just make it for ourselves. So um, I never felt that there'll be people that probably think that we're really commercial. I've never felt commercial. Like, um, would never, commercial do, would just, never do a Snickers deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, commercial. Is, uh, what does that even mean, right? Like, yeah. it's it's. I it's don't quite strange. understand when people say this. Oh, you you're not Indian anymore. Or you're yeah. not Indian enough. Or you which know, is yeah. almost like just a tall puppy. Like every everyone. Like that's inevitably what's going to happen. It's very hard to, if you keep going, yes, get to a point of like when that happens. Yeah, and so like mm-hmm. it feels inevitable in some ways. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's I suppose broad is what I think we are, mm-hmm. which is um. So I think people confuse indie with niche. Yeah, there's niche style of content and which is something I bloody love, but. Um, that's not as natural for us. Like um, we've got things that we like that are probably a bit weirder <laughs> and you go, oh, okay, we won't do that. But, but you're your own niche. That's the interesting thing, yeah. which isn't what happens at the start. I guess at the start it's like you're talking about your life, but then once you build a certain 
fan base, then yeah. there's probably more people that like Hamish and Andy than collect specific stamps. Yes. Is it the advice culture, though, to say, oh, no, you need to niche? Because Seinfeld, the show about nothing, no one's now saying Seinfeld, dumb idea. No, yeah, exactly. No one's now saying Hamish and Andy, dumb idea. Mm. Yeah, I think that... If again, if you if you set out just trying to make the show you want to make, mm-hmm. um, and we got lucky that it was broad, like people go, oh, is it hard not swearing? I was like, oh, I don't really swear all that much yeah. anyway. I will, you know, my mates at the pub or whatever. But it's it's not. We weren't we weren't not doing the content we wanted to do, mm-hmm. and similarly, you know, Howard Stern left radio. To, because he couldn't do the show. Oh, he exactly. To do. He wanted, yeah, he wanted satellite, so he could didn't have to deal with all of the regulations. Exactly. And, he wanted yeah. to talk about sex and yeah. swear and everything. And it's not like I'm ever held back from. Mm. I, I was like, damn, I wish I was talking about, you know, all these things. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's even dialed it back. Like yeah. what he's he's doing. Monetization, obviously, a different conversation where you're at versus the start of our journey mm. and, and where we're at. Do you think that monetization of this type of content, is there going to be a new version of that? Is it going to be be beyond advertisers paying for ears and eyeballs? Yeah, I think there's so many places for advertisers to put their money now, so it's really difficult, I reckon, to, um, for them to choose. And what, what I think they should be doing is looking for more closer brand plays brand alignments mm-hmm. so it shouldn't be about hey these i know they look up demographics etc mm-hmm. but but even deeper than that just going what do these two guys stand for what are tommy and josh and yeah. and and does this link really well to our to our brand so where do networks sit because i i have a lot of friends who are getting into networks and they yeah. they get really pumped about it and we want to celebrate everyone but it's also like oh, you're you're then amongst a bunch of numbers if if it's a network based on we have a million you know plus listens a week or whatever or a day based on a huge amount of uh, so you're talking shows. about po- podcast networks yeah 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 so the fact that they're all again it's it's, it's a way they have to monetize it so for people who don't follow this is essentially they bundle good reset, good reset. <laughs> <laughs> they bundle so an, a, a podcast platform will bundle a lot of shows together because it's very hard to sell advertising for say a hundred listens mm. there or 200 listens there but if they get 10 or 12 of those shows suddenly oh yeah we could sell uh, advertising across 3,000 listens um so good the, well the, explained the, the, so <laughs> the, the hard thing is that that to me is a great model because it means that even though not much money is going to flow back to the smaller mm. uh, podcast, at least they are seeing some money mm. um, and it's proportionate. Um, the hard thing is, I think Haim told me this stat the other day. I might be getting it wrong, but it's in the ballpark. There's, I think there's 770,000 podcasts mm. in the world. Yeah. Um, and the median, so the, 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 how many listeners do you think the, the the very middle podcast has yeah I think it was like a, is it one hundred and twenty or something one hundred and twenty four yeah yeah mm. so there's I think a, Seth Godin talked about it in that meta oh, podcast yeah. right so there is a lot so that so there's a lot of noise out there mm. for for podcasts to have to try and break through um, so if you're sitting there going this is going to be my job for the rest of my mm-hmm. life yeah you have to think about it in a, in a, in a completely different terms but then uh, cuz i even consider it around like schooling and education right and the difference between 
uh, going to university to study arts and the idea that there's going to be 150 directors coming out of VCA all vying for a yep. job, I guess to your point around that network sort of model yep. for that longer tail to be able to, if you really believe in it, if you really think that you are going to be in that top 10%, mm. then a network you know, maybe doesn't make sense. But yep. to your point also about the admin, I think the admin thing is interesting too. We take for granted production. Yep. We take for granted all of these things like mm. having a lease, being able to run a business where the idea of being able to walk into a studio and just click and record yep. is a big deal for some people. Oh, absolutely. Really a huge barrier of entry. Mm. And yours looks polished mm. and you guys know how to do that stuff. Like mm -hmm. so that they're all competitive advantages and yeah. um and and that that is a cut above you know, other ones, which is great, but it, it's the things you have to work on and sometimes you have to have money for mm. or you have to put that investment in. And I'm not suggesting to any young podcast, you need more money, make it look sharp. It's more yeah. just mm. because you might put that money in and you never see it again. So it's, yeah. um, so they're tough decisions, but um, yeah, it's, it's a really, it's a really interesting. The other thing I find though is staying power. If you love something and you actually want to do it, sticking around long enough, mm -hmm you generally will get it, get there. Yeah. Like in a version of it. There's not too many, like you see so many people that become super successful late in life. Ricky Gervais is a really good mm, example, yeah. but, but even not just super successful, like I've got a lot of contemporaries from channel 31 who I've bumped into and gone, what are you doing? And they've stuck at it. And now they're, oh, they're producing the news over here or, mm -hmm. or they're doing this and that. And um, if you are keen enough uh, and you love it, you, you'll, you'll find, you'll find a job. It may not be that, you know, you might not be the next Wolverine um, because there's only one of those. If yeah. there's ever going to be another one again, but the um, but yeah, you you'll be able to find make a living out of it. I reckon. Uh, the same, big, the bigger the ship, the harder it is to turn. Mm. When you're starting out, you can be making you know decisions, dropping this, starting that, yep. testing, learning. Have you found as you've gone on the journey that it's actually harder to just take everything off the table and move over here to do something different? Yeah, yeah, I think that. Um, I suppose that there's we we kind of try to free uh, each other up for all that stuff, which is because the reason we're doing it is for fun. Mm. Um, but uh, you know, talking from my perspective, there's certainly times you go, should I do this? Should I do that? What's the cost? Am I going? If I went and did a porno, um, <laughs> I know I've taken the extreme. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we like extremes. <laughs> if I went and did a porno. Um, how how much do I want to do this porno? Because I am risking the whole brand. Yeah. I'm risking a joint brand, not only my own, but I, whoever yeah. you're doing the porno with. Yeah, and if I do it with Hamish, that's both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you definitely take those thoughts into. So that's the extreme extreme example, but you take those things into account. But at the end of the day. I'd, yeah, we kind of. <laughs> <just still thinking laughs> <about the> porn. <laughs> At the end of the day, you hope to live in a world where you could go and do the porn. <laughs> <laughs> the analogies have been spot on, haven't they? <laughs> because you, you should be, you hopefully should be able to do whatever you wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said porn, but I, you know, I should have said like a, a strange documentary about whales and yeah. that. Um, I'd watch it. Um, so. Yeah, it's not like I, if Haim or any of our my mates in you know Radio Karate with Ryan Shelton or Timothy, if they all, if they said, "Oh, look, I'm really passionate about doing this," we'd go, "Okay, well, let's mm. work our ways to do it," because that is why 
we got into this in the first place. It's just following passions. So what are the boxes that you have to tick? Because we normally have like there's these three boxes. Uh, it, it either pays well, mm-hmm. it's good from a creative perspective, and uh, it's with good people. And yep. we we have to just pick two. Yep, like as long good. as we tick two, so it could be – uh, really great people and great creative. Yep. The money might be shit, but that's that's okay. Yeah. Or it might be, mm. you know, great people and good money. Yeah. Have you worked out what those filters are for you? Um, generally, it just comes down to, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not so much about like making a living as much as it used to be. Like, because um, you know, obviously, I've been fortunate on that run. It's like, am I pumped to do this? And the podcast, I am like, I just mm. love it so much, and so that's that's exciting to me. Mm. And there are other things that come up, and I go, yeah, I think I really do want to do that. And um, and normally, if you're following things that you love, it, it they they you end up putting a lot more work into them, and with a lot more work, things generally turn a bit better. So that's kind of where I am at at the moment. Mm. It's um, it's probably not doesn't make great fiscal sense <laughs> like uh, there's times where i'm like spending money on something and i'm like oh well this is i'm just going to cost me more than mm-hmm. but i just wanted to do it or loved it so yeah that that's probably the only filter at the moment but back in the but 10 years ago the filter is really different yeah and so the podcast using the podcast as an example uh how much of that is it the format versus how much of it is just being in a studio with Haim and Jack and like, what what is it about that? Yeah, I think it's it's I mean, hanging out with Haim and I just love it. Like, mm. I just can't get enough of it um, in that in that environment, particularly because the from from idea to execution, it's, qu- it's so quick mm. and it's just us. Yeah. Um, and so you're not really relying on anyone else to to bring it to life. So there's this level of comfort there. But with putting that one aside, which is given, it's just hearing from people mm. like the interaction is what i love the best the participation rate is huge and it's just so much fun and that's i had that in radio and it was really awesome that didn't have to give it away by stopping that we could have the podcast and and have you know people reaching out and just adding their own fun each day yeah. the duo thing's interesting mm. like tommy and i uh just experiencing this for the first time and so we've got the uh, initial stage of Tommy got an email today from a brand saying, hey, will you MC? And Tommy's response is like, oh, if we do it as a duo, we can, we can do it. Uh, it's just not fun by myself, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And so what, what was that uh, experience like? And then also what has it been like in recent months or years where you have started to have a crack at that yeah. solo stuff? Um, I mean, it, seems, it's, it probably seems to people more like we're doing more solo stuff now than ever. Because the solo stuff's really big, mm-hmm. so like Haim doing Lego Masters is a really popular show. Mm-hmm. But he was off and he did the Librarians and mm-hmm. he did Spicks and Specs for you know fifty six episodes of that during its course. Like probably the, the, he guessed it the most, and mm-hmm. and I did talk about Eugene back in the day, and also a bit of Spicks and Specs, and have done a short film or done the kids book, and so we were actually doing. Uh, and you're in a band. Yeah, in a band. So, so we, and you're getting your license, pilot license. It's a bit happening. So you do. So when people, I think because it's in a creative field and it and it's really public mm. facing, like say Lego Masters or me doing your gen, mm. people go, oh, now they're doing stuff on their own. Oh, that must be weird. It's like, no, it's been like that for since the beginning. What of about time. the perception though? Because that's perception. the thing that I find interesting mm. is it's like 
even if it's not Tommy and my joint experience, it seems like there is uh, having an audience mm. play something interesting into a duo, not so much the duo dynamic, but the way in which people perceive yeah. that mm, and look yeah. at it from a psychological, but like yeah. it's all weird. It's, yeah. I, I think, I mean, for me, I think what I do solo is just so different to what Hamish and I do as the collective. So mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't think I could do anything except for a porno that, <laughs> that can take away from what Ham and I do. And, mm-hmm. and I think I've really come, and I probably didn't feel that 10 years ago. I probably felt far more connected, but um, you get past, and also we're on the treadmill there and it's all growing and you're hoping, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're worried that someone's going to take your job and who's the young people coming through, all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. So I think you get to a point where that doesn't, it doesn't bother you anymore, yeah. uh, which is really nice. And, and then the times you split and do stuff, you always come back with better learnings. Mm-hmm. So anything we've done individually has made the collective better as well. Um, and it's the same for there's four of us that work on the TV stuff together. It's the same with that. Tim will go away and he directed um, a little lunch for Robin Butler and, and, and Wayne Hope and a new Netflix series that's coming out for them as well, kids shows and stuff. And he would come to us and say, hey, we know we all know our TV production is, production company is the priority, but guys, there's a chance I could take this time off to go to that. And everyone's like, oh, of course, mm-hmm. because you're going to come back and go, you know what? I met this DOP. Uh, we use this lighting guy that's amazing. We tried shooting on these different cameras, which was interesting. I wouldn't recommend this. I would, and so we're getting this, all this knowledge. Yeah. And the same with 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 Hayne, with Lego Masters, like him coming back and going, "This is how they're doing the reality side of things." We'd never done that. Like yeah. that, that's just awesome to hear and learn and put another little arrow in our quiver for our production company. So, uh, yeah, it it probably comes. It would probably come from a pretty poor place to stop anyone doing those mm. things. And I think normally people might assume that. There's a fear that if he does that, then maybe we don't do anything ever again mm. together, but we're pretty comfortable there. Mm. So, uh, Jace Hawkins was on the show uh, the other week and he was talking about Jace and PJ and yep. how at the end of every year they'll go out to dinner, have a boozy dinner as Jace would, and uh, talk uh, with their partners and they work out what are we going to do next. What is that relationship like with Haim? Is it every single year It's we're going to have – at this time of the year, we start to renegotiate for the next year or? Yeah, so deals often aren't just yearly. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're longer term and stuff. So, um, and yeah, it's so we talk about that stuff when they come around a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's generally that. It's not like a set time or anything, but it's just generally checking in. We talk we talk all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. But so it's it's not like you're ever going to receive something that you're like, oh, didn't expect that coming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just talk all the time and go, how do we feel about this? Mm. Are you loving this? Um, and often it's, yeah, I love, I'm loving that. Let's continue it. Or I don't think I have the time this year or I'm a bit nervous that I might be burnt out or all these things. And and, you, and I just know that, and I'm sure Holmes the same, is like, unless we both want to do it, we're not going to coerce the other person and mm. we don't really care. Mm. It's like there's there's plenty of other things to go and try our hand at. And so it's it's not a nervous conversation as it was again when I say 10 years ago sure. where for me personally I'm going, Do I hope he wants to still work with me because mm. I'm loving this and yeah. also it's going really well and this means this amount of money and all that stuff. That, that probably played more in my head back yeah. in the day. We still both had mature conversations to be able to go, hang on, 
but this will only work if we're both loving mm. it. So if anyone wants to step away, we'd respect it. Mm. But that was probably more of a fear. And now it's just like, sure, with like, what do you want to do? Yeah, great. Oh, awesome. I want to do that as well. Yeah. But that, so it's, we're in a happy place. It's almost earning it though. Mm. You, you, you've kind of earned that in your relationship and it all evolving. Is there something that you personally did uh, to change you or better you that actually then resulted in a shift in the team? Um, I think I think we're always both of us always tweaking. Yeah, um, not to be confused with twerking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's definite. I think also like early on, I, I'm I'm a bit anal as mm-hmm. as uh, like about about a lot of things. Like like I like things being like perfect going out or as a version of our version of perfect. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at edits a lot and, 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 and that can probably wear down a bit of the fun <laughs> and, and just, you know, even not just, just, not just for the Hamish, my relationship, but for the broader, our broader producing team, mm. um, we'd have something that would happen on air, even if it was awesome and success, as soon as the song would go, Everyone, you know, everyone claps or these exciting things. You're just energy. like, no, <laughs> stop. <laughs> well, I'd normally walk out and go, you know what we should have done? Yeah. You know, like that yeah. was that was uh, something that I used to do. Um, and Sammy Cav, who used to be our producer, um, one day just pulled me aside and said, hey, I love that you want everything to be yeah. right or could be better, but just let everybody have the moment mm. and, and enjoy the moment yourself. We can talk about it tomorrow if you still care about it, but just let us have the moment. And that was really good advice because, yeah, instead of like finishing a break and seeing everyone excited and going, you know what, the second caller should have been the third call, whatever yeah. it is. Did it hit it, you hard or was it something you were aware of? No, nah, totally aware of it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's, 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 but it's been great advice for completely ongoing as well. There's, 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 there's times to sit around and go and actually pat everyone on the back and everyone enjoy it because that's what we do it for. And, um, and you'll be talking about it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but And then, look, the, the next day off and it was like, uh, yeah. why do I even care Yeah, so that? do like, you sleep it off and then work totally. out that yeah. it's not I necessarily... I was like, why the fuck was I even yeah. worried about yeah. that? Or why was I even, you know, like the whole, the grander scheme of things was to it to be fun, funny, and it seemed like way and it, it was like mm. it doesn't have to be. But there was, then there's other times where I'm going... Now I'd like to bring this up just to reflect on yesterday's show, no, mainly the bigger failures, like mm-hmm. the things that didn't work. I I loved going, hey, um, why why didn't it work? What would be a fail? Like a oh, like- you might do a um, a phone topic or something that. Like he's, he's a good example. We we Shannon Noel bought out. Noel's um, <laughs> <laughs> there years ago. Shannon Noel bought out um, a cricket song. Like he. I think it was either like we don't like cricket or something like, and it went number one. Like it was crazy. It was anti cricket. No, it was. It was. No, it was we like, don't like cricket. Oh no, we love it. We was love it. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that was the song. Mister Ninety Seven mm-hmm. might be able to. Was there a Shannon Noel cricket song? I'm going to call it two thousand and four or five or something. I th- come on, Aussie! Come, come on, Aussie. on, yeah! Come yeah. on, Aussie! Come on! He 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 actually released "Come on, Aussie! Come was on." Was that already? A, it must have been a cover. Yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he did the "What, what about me?" Which I love that cover. Yeah, I mean, he owned it. Uh, <laughs> Daryl Braithwaite, yeah. horses cover. cover. Natalie Imbruglia, torn. Wow, oh, that was that was an interesting one when I found out that. Yeah, that, that was hurt. That hurt. Um, anyway, <laughs> he bought out. Um, uh, come on, Aussie! Come on! We thought we would 
bring out because it was a pretty bad <laughs> song. We were like, well, let's do. There's another cricket song. How's that? Which was a Sherbet Daryl Blakeway yeah. song. We're like, let's call it How Crap, and we do a parody song of Shannon Knowles' song, and we'll try and get it to number one. And it just didn't. Way a, it wasn't very funny, and b, it just kind of didn't really work or get the momentum. And we did turn around and go. What what were the reasons that that didn't mm. really sing? Did it feel at the time that it was cringe or not not good? Yeah. Okay. By about a week later, we're like, oh, wait, no. once you'd put the song out though. Yeah. So when you were like in the studio and you're singing, oh, yeah, we thought it was all great, <laughs> was and all then good. as soon as as soon as almost as soon as released, like this isn't this is not great. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> what did you do? Did you pull it? No. Well, so that's the thing, and and but the learning. I mean, we just we just released it quickly and kind of shuffled away and mm. it wasn't a big deal because, you know, some people would have thought it was fine, but it just didn't didn't sing like um, you'd want an idea to kind of take off. But it, it's a, it was a great lesson to go. The, the main one we did was like we set the bar so high, mm. we're going to release a song to beat Shannon Knowles' song on the charts. And so we said that from the get-go and there was no way you could exit that idea without yeah, yeah. doing it all. And there was only one way you could be successful, which is if it actually did it. And that's where we changed, just to augmented a little bit the way we, we set up ideas to go, mm. let's make sure there's exit clauses all the way along yeah. the way. If, if it's not, you can be so pumped about something for two, three days and then realise it doesn't have legs. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that, that would probably be a, a change we made to go, Let's not lock ourselves into having to go through with something that's pretty <laughs> shit. <laughs> promises. We make a lot of. I make a lot of promises <laughs> on the show. It's sort of my default is like yeah. let's. It's it's funny. Let's do it. Uh, did you have to rein them in, or did you? Were you really pedantic about making sure that if you said something, say for instance, we've got um, a listener who's getting the Daily Talk Show tattoo, Hayden yeah. um, Gronk of the show. On you, uh, on you, Hayden. And yeah. so uh, we said that we're going to do it on Friday last week. We ended up having another Fat Friday thing. So we did, we haven't got it done yet. Yeah. How pedantic are you about? We say something, Sammy, write it down. Yeah, we were, we we we, we were. But the thing was, like, if it wasn't only if it was still funny. Mm-hmm. So you could say something and go the next day. Go, oh, we're in the moment there. We, we this this actually isn't that funny, or we're not that jazzed about it. And we'd either go on air and go, I oh, know we said this yesterday, but tomorrow we <laughs> come today. It's like this isn't happening. This is you know you, you either be that honest or you just don't ever mention it again. Yeah. And no one really <laughs> Which, That's what I'm all about. Yeah. But Tommy, it really rattles him. Well, I think that you know what that is. The duo. It's actually a value within me that mm-hmm. I, I won't say something to somebody if I won't do that thing. I'm a bit the same. So, yeah. like, I, I, I would probably be on more Tommy's side, and and I'd say Hames probably a little bit more on your on your uh-huh. side, Josh, just to throw out whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good, like you, which is great, because things can happen. Well, Jack, oh, we, we get a, shit done. So for we instance, we had an intern come from Canada, 3D Dill, and he stayed with us for four months, wow. and that was off the back of. Uh, me saying, oh, you should look up flights to Air Canada. Yeah. So he, he booked them. Awesome. And, so and then th- he designed the logo. Yeah, he designed the so logo. He's he done a lot. did like a 3D squeegee show, the, the squeegee on yeah. the key rings. It's just there, 97, is it not? Um, that's, yeah, see, but that's, I think, uh, look, I found part of my role was to hold Haim to account and he mm-hmm. does the same back to me. You yeah. say something. Mm. I ferreted away and, and I bring these things up six, seven years later. <laughs> like, 
I've got a list well, of the things. the person where, that was banned from the show. Yeah, th- there's, there's were, things that come back and you go, and and, I'll, and pod, people are podcasting old episodes and they'll mm-hmm. write to me and go, hey, you realise Haim said this? And I'll look it up and go, oh, this is great. <laughs> and so like, so, and that's even, that's also funny. So I don't think it has to happen straight away. Yeah. You guys will be have a long time doing this uh, stuff. Yeah. But Tommy might be able to go in about probably at the most annoying time possible and say, you know what? Uh, you said this. We should be doing this right now. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely those, um, definitely we're going to build a part of our website that is promises. promises. <laughs> and that's so a promise in itself. Just, so yeah, that will happen at it's some annoying. point. It's <laughs> annoying. Uh, the, uh, there, was a Howard, there was a Howard Stern um, uh, leaked video of him speaking to his Sirius XM team for an hour and a half going on about what they needed to be doing and they weren't doing enough. Being such a successful radio show, uh, did you have those conversations of like, we're so under leveraged, we should be doing this and we should be doing that? We've been really lucky. Our team was mm. really great. Um, we always would check in and, again, not led by me but by our producer, Sammy. We'd always check in just to see how everyone was feeling about their jobs mm-hmm. um, and because a, a happy team was always better vibes for on air. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'd, we'd address – Never in a dressing down part of way, but if something went wrong, we'd we'd all talk about it. And, and you know, if, if people are like, "So I'm so sorry, I'm swamped with this. That's why I couldn't get to that." Like, oh well, let's let's help them. It's, mm. It always came from a place of, um, let's help everyone be successful. Mm. Um, but yeah, those those conversations are really healthy. Um, and uh, yeah, we 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 did them a bit along along the journey. What's the 2019 community or like the media community or like? We feel like we're sort of this weird, out of place thing that we're mm. building, with, and we can't necessarily work out what it is. But we feel like we're onto something. Yeah, it feels like we're onto something, <laughs> and it's just it's working. Do you get a sense, having seen the working dog, uh, sort of those days, yep. and seeing uh, like more of those obvious things? Where where do you think it's all going? Um, I think that I think you guys absolutely are onto something. I think that. The, the all the online content is still trying to work out where it sits mm. and people may and I think more moreover people are still trying to work out how to find it how to find their things um it's amazing for like kids I'm talking like you know 10 to 14 year olds how they don't watch any television mm. but they have all these YouTube stars that they love following mm. um Oh, I've talked about that before with him and, and going, well, shit, should we be, should we be going into that space? Cause that's where it is, but it, it just doesn't really interest me. Yeah. What about yeah. bringing them into the, the show? Like uh, thinking about guests, how do you filter? Oh, we're going to have this person on or that person on. Nowadays it's mm. just like, we like them. Mm. We, we're, yeah, interested, yeah. we're interested in them. That's, yeah. that's as simple as that. It's um, we had a, when we came back to do radio the second stint, um, I remember a meeting and they're like, hey, can you guys have um, Jenna Marbles on, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea who she was. Do, I do now. But um, a, a big YouTube star for people who don't. Really yeah. changed her look, by the way. Has she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Coloured hair now, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she was the, the blonde mm-hmm. and um, she's still got the dog. Just giving okay. you an update. Right. I just found out she was blonde and has a dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> was blonde, blonde now sorry. brown. Yeah. Okay, but it really sort of. I I, I was watching your videos. I'm like, oh my god, this is mm. Jenna. I used to watch her years and years and years ago. Yeah, yeah right. So, so that was the thing. So people were like going, Jenna Marbles, and I said, mm. I fucking have no idea who this person is. And <laughs> like, she's huge, and I was like, she's not to me. Yeah. Um, and I just 
didn't want, and Hamer similar, just didn't want people on the show that I didn't understand or couldn't really relate to. And then maybe that was a sign of us getting older or, and, and, um, but it was just, and also maybe a sign of the, this, the show changing to go, nah, it just wants to be what it, it needs to be. It doesn't need to have to tick every box. Mm. But funnily enough, we had the same argument when Kim Kardashian was off as the show. I had no idea she was. This is before she, it really took off. Yeah. And, and Sam's going, hey, Kim Kardashian. I was like, who's Kim Kardashian? And she's, they, they explained it. And I was like, God, no, there's no way. We're not having reality yeah. star on. This is, this is not happening. Um, now they're all very big, prominent stars. The reality star, reality is the biggest stars in the world. In so, YouTube stars are the biggest stars in the world. So it's a different offering now. But mm. back then for me, I was like, no, no way. So we both said no. Haim said no. And then circle back the next day, Sam's like, it's gone up to upper management. They really would like for our audience. They really think people would like Kim Kardashian. I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. So we said no. To- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we had her on. We're like, oh, God, all right. I'm going to spend more time arguing. We'll just have mm. this person on. Yeah. And, you know, cut to like six months later and she's probably the biggest thing in the world. And like, how was that? I mean, because once people are in and they're on in the studio, yeah. The experience is going to be the same in regards to like you guys bring the energy, yeah. you get excited about them, you celebrate them. Yeah. How do you celebrate in that scenario where it's like the back of your head, you don't give a fuck? Well, we, we talked about that a lot through our time, particularly early days at Fox where you, you're being told to have these people on because they are huge pop stars or something, but I didn't really know who they were. And I thought, no, well, my job is to find the angle that I do want to talk to them mm. about. Mm. Um, and as soon as we found that and we found some excitement and that's why generally the interviews are quite different because we were going, let's just find what we would be pumped to talk to them about or play with them. And then it became really fun. Didn't matter if they were the biggest star in the world or just a listener, um, not just a listener or a listener, um, we're still just going to be as pumped and it would turn out just as, as just as great. So that was the the way we walked into those. Learned very quickly to not throw the, but, you know, the toys out of the cot and these things. So it's like, well, let's just think of a good idea that makes us interested in it. It's, it's on us now. It's, yeah. not, it's not about trying to stop things, stop, stop input. Let's just take the input and make it as good as it can. Were you converted with any of them, Kim Kardashian? Were you? Oh, were I you mean, more- she was kind of fine. I mean, it's, it's like there's definitely people that you didn't expect to come on and, and then they, they blow you away like, and you go, wow, that person is, is heaps of fun and, and that's really cool. Mm. Um, but you, you, you can get equally as disappointed by these yeah. people who come on and just you, yeah. they stay swanning through it. They don't really care either. And I go, well, we're both here not caring. Um, and that's fine. <laughs> you've, you've been doing a bit of media because you've got your new book, Definitely Do Not Open This Book. Mm. How many kids' books? How, how many? Four. Version? This Four. is my fourth year book. Is that series. one a year? Just yeah. about? Or? Yeah, oh, it's awesome. been one a year. You love, love the process of writing? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like when I, people write, write young novels or even mm. a novel and, and, I, and these books have like, I don't know, probably – Less than 500 words. <laughs> so, so, so when people say the process of writing, I feel like a Was little it bit in of, iPhone notes or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty, pretty much, yeah. yeah. So that, that's why I feel like a little bit of a fraud yeah. when it comes to that. But I do love the um, process of crafting the books. Um, and uh, if people don't know, it's called Do Not Open This Book. And essentially the idea is to try and stop kids turning the page and using all the tricks you can. And mm. sometimes it's frightening them, reverse psychology. It's kind of 
encourage them to turn the book upside down so then they start turning the wrong way and then they kind of work it out and all these tricks to stop someone. To reverse psychology, ultimate reverse psychology. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You use the word definitely, mm. which is, a, I think, a hard word to spell. Yes. It's one of those words that... Uh, for what I always accidentally write defiantly. Yes. Oh, yeah. Was that a consideration when you were um, writing it? I definitely. love putting yeah, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I love putting words that are hard to spell in the books. <laughs> like I've got categorically in this one as well. Oh, that's very good. Uh, <laughs> um, and that was the first bit of feedback I got when I it was never meant to be published. The first one I just yeah. wrote it for my nephew as and um, as a test book, and uh, my mate's a publisher, and and, and uh, he asked whether he could publish it, but. He, he was like, oh, look, they won't know this word. And I was like, yeah, but remember when we were at school in grade prep or one and we learnt Mississippi or yeah. um, super fragile casualties? Yeah. Yeah, Anti-disestablishment terrorism. terrorism. All yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. What and the fuck like, does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the longest word, yeah, I think. Right? Exactly. And I, it, was, it was like Googleplex was something I was really excited mm. about learning before actually Google became a thing. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love I'd love that to be the discussion. I'd like kids to go, I can't say it. I think it's really funny when kids can't say words, but also they're going to actually go, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, rather than just breezing through it. So that's 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 kind of where why they, they those words are in there. Doing the, um, the rounds, going to all the different studios mm. and chatting to different people, does it give you a different perspective? Like obviously you were on the other end yeah. uh, where people were coming in uh, and chatting to you. Do, do you know how to be be a good guest and what, oh, yeah. what does that what does that mean oh, you guys can tell me definitely i think it definitely you definitely realize that it's it look it's not so much um all the major cities mm-hmm. um they're all brilliant performers you probably realize what the big stars are going through when you go out regionally mm-hmm. and start doing all the regional radio shows did you uh, do that I, I haven't done it with this but we've done uh-huh. it with the tv shows and stuff yeah. before and that's a harder slog. That's where you have to work much harder as a guest. Um, and I love that challenge. I, I just feel like I was always so grateful when we were on the other side of the desk being the question asking uh, team that if someone was there to play along and was keeping the ball in the air and giving up stuff. So, um, yeah, every time if I've committed to an interview, I'll try and do the same thing mm. now because uh, there's nothing worse than a stale guest. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Is there been a guest that's been extremely generous in their style? Because I guess people can, you know, they either bring something to the, or just an energy. Mm. Like I think like your your energy is your openness, you're willing to not just have fun and laugh, which I think can be the default for a lot of people in commercial radio. It's like they yep. can do an hour of laughing, but yep. being able to actually like change the energy to not necessarily your normal, normal shtick, I think, is what you do well. I yeah. love the chat that you did uh, with Will Anderson. I think mm. that was amazing. Um, is there been an example of a guest that's done that for you guys where they've just shown up? Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably only a, a handful of them that you're like, holy shit, you didn't need to do that and that's awesome. Yeah. And Tom Hanks was one. He was, just, he was just, A, really funny and people forget that, Tom Hanks was just a comedy star in the 80s. You guys probably never saw his comedy yeah. films, but like far out there, they're fucking good. Bachelor Party, Big. I'm not sure if you've ever seen Big no, no. movie. That'd be the one. I'd go, go back and watch Big. Okay, great. It's, it's a, it's a, are you a, doing promo for Tom Hanks? Yeah. So, like, yeah. you go watch so Big. So it's about this kid. It's like one of my favorite films from the yeah. 80s. Hope Has it, it got a trampoline involved? Hope it, it, yeah, I hope it, it in does. New York? Yeah. yeah. Because I hope it stacks up, but essentially this kid is at a fair goes up to a Zoltar machine, which is this weird, mysterious machine, 
and gets a wish granted and he just wants to be big. Yeah. He just wants to be big. He's sick of being a kid and then wakes up and he's Tom Hanks and he's meets up with his best friend. He's like, has to convince his best friend that no, it's, it's him, you know, and then gets a job testing toys at, in New York yeah. and girls really like him, but he's still the kid's mentality, but he's, he's, uh, he's big. He's big. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fucking classic. He's, he's great. And so what did he, what did Tom? Well, Tom was just do? like, he was so giving and fun and up for laughs, but then like, we started, it was for the um, Angels versus Demons, which is the sequel to Da Vinci Code. Mm. And there were some aspects of the, the film where we were finding it funny. Like there was a part where he got locked in this museum, um, which was, um, uh, it had to be, what's the word? The, the, the temperature and also the, the atmosphere within the, the, the museum library mm. had to be low because to preserve the books or oh, something. Yeah, sure, so yeah. that, um, and, we were laughing going, how do you kind of portray that the atmosphere is changing? <laughs> and like we noticed that there's a big cutaway shot to like a big dial on yeah. the side of the – we like, and he was – he just, just took that and ran. He's like, oh, yeah, there's all these unrealistic <laughs> things that we're all, and he's listing all these things that, of course, he goes, and I'm running, I'm running everywhere, but I'm never <laughs> puffed. Have you noticed that? Like, and he's talking about all these things, and you're going, this is so great that he's picked up, but we're nitpicking his movie, mm. and he's fine with it, yeah. and he's picking it up and running, and you walk out of those and go, oh, that's that was really cool. Is it, do you, th- I mean, you could, if you were being a, um, you know, if you're looking at it and going, was that what Haim and I brought or was that oh, yeah. what he brought to us or, you know? I think it's both. Yeah. Um, uh, and to not sound arrogant, it, it certainly was. It became a competitive advantage for Haim and I because um, we weren't interested in people's private lives very, very much, um, which was relieving for a lot of people. Uh, not, by, not by choice, not like, oh, I don't want to ask that, but... It's, it was just, we just were there to have fun. Mm. And um, we found that guests would come back because mainly the bookers would know it's a safe place. Mm. The guests will have fun. If these people are traveling out to Australia, we just want them to have fun because that's their better experience. Maybe yeah. they'll come out again, all those things. We're not looking for a Daily Mail no. article where there is radio shows that that's their bread and butter. It's like, what can we get on news.com.au? And they send it. They, yeah. they get straight off your, uh-huh. your interview and I've had this. They just uh-huh. get straight off your interview and they just send send the one line that's going to make you look the worst, yeah, Daily yeah. Mail. And you, Andy you, Lee to thinking about a porno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this in 97 has about 10 news.com.au articles for <laughs> But that's, that's true. I mean, yeah. you could. It's, it's really easy to do that. So that was a, that was that gave our a barrier to entry um, an easier barrier to entry for those people. It's like they, they're going to be fine. And then when we're overseas, we had situations where we we we, we went to New York, for instance, to um for interview uh, Johnny Knoxville, Jessica Simpson, and I think it was um Sean William Scott Stifler is that his name? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for Duke's Hazard, and Warner Brothers would go, "Hey guys, you know we we know you're an hour in you know in an hour's time, but can you come in now?" Um, the, this the actor is is isn't hasn't got a great energy, and we thought we'd pull put you guys in to try and change the mood for oh. the for the interview day. And you're like, oh cool, like so they even knew that we could potentially go in and and have fun with someone, and maybe they'll you know loosen up a little bit for the rest of the thing. So that mm-hmm. did become a competitive mm. advantage. 
uh, your book, where can where's the best place to buy it? Like, I reckon the... small bookstores. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, you can get a big W all mm-hmm. stuff, and I really appreciate them, but. I reckon bookstores yeah, really yeah. need everything mm. they can get at the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. And they're great have, places. Like they've yeah. always interesting, got a bunch of other stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. What's uh, Have you got a favourite one in Melbourne that you I like the, uh, yeah, in South Melbourne in um, uh-huh. uh, Commentary Street, Commentary Street Bookstore. Uh-huh. It's funny, yeah. when I first saw your first book, yeah. was in there, I was in there and flicking through it. Yeah. And it I, is, that's what came to mind when you said small bookstore. Yeah. It's such a nice vibe, isn't it? Like yeah. just going to those smaller ones and yeah. even if you like you, – you even th- like I even look at bi- businesses in general, and you think about you know what a lease costs, and you know what it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Amen. Know what, and you like <laughs> I know you think about that with like restaurants and shit, right? and everything's right. online these days. So I, look, I go past these stores all the time mm. and go, God, good fucking luck. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm rooting for you. Yeah, Andy, yeah. thanks so much for coming on. I feel like when I put these headphones on, I it brings me back to being in my car listening to you all those years and the energy like I feel I was always happy when I got out of the car and you yeah. do that oh, yeah. thanks, and you've, you've got the yeah I'm just letting me drive I'm the big yeah like you, yeah I mean that's like in a lot of ways that's like our nostalgia that mm-hmm. was the even it's so funny that people differentiate between oh you guys were doing radio and then podcast but I remember just podcasting yeah. like at the like you know 06 or 06, yeah. like all that, like mm. just listening through. Well, it took us podcast. a long time to get. So we wanted to do the podcast from the get-go because we mm. loved Ricky Gervais' podcast. Yeah. And then Austero just were not interested, not, 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 not doing it. So we ended up like getting it up. I said, like, if we did it ourselves, could we get it, you know? And so we, we put it out. I think it was 2006. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of funny because um, there were not many podcasts around. So you were automatically in the top 10 if you yeah. <laughs> That's what just, we're talking just about, by yeah. putting it in. Yeah. Um, but it was, I, I used to listen back again, weirdly, just to see how it, it was cut together, mm-hmm. making sure that it sounded smooth, et cetera. And one day I heard an ad in there and I was like, they're fucking putting an ad in our pocket. I think it was for Mick Malloy's film. It was for um, Boy Town. Yeah. yeah. And I went in and said, are you guys, you Fuckers didn't even want to po- let us yeah. have a podcast, and then you slipped it. <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, we noticed that it's actually going okay." We're like, "All right, well, you want to tell us this?" And so there's a funny little argument that uh, that we had, but yeah, it's it's nice to um to have had so many years of doing it now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening to any podcasts that you can recommend? Or um, I kind of listen to a, a few of the regulars. I, there's, I, I mean, I really like the TED Talks one, but that's mm-hmm. that's that's not that's nothing new. Mm-hmm. I I, I there's an is a there's a three guys called Welcome for Patchwork, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. they're great. I really like I really yeah. like their stuff uh, as well, and um, yeah, it's I tend to just browse and see a topic that I like, mm. and often, and this is the problem with like Spotify and stuff, often don't actually know what it was ever called, mm. or yeah. like mm. I have no. When I said I was listening to the expert one, I don't yeah. actually know what it's. I think it's called um, trust uh, trust me, I'm an expert. I think it's yeah. called, but. Again, I've got the browse feature in the car, and yeah. I just so click where along. does brand equity so, lie? Then I want like where does how do pe- podcasts like ours stand out? I guess you need to get people back mm. two, three, four, five yeah. times, or it's, get up in the browse section because it's only limited in the cars. Yeah, is what so, I do. It's yeah. So it's so it's strange that way. I mean, I I also like junk time AFL podcasts, mm-hmm. and um and uh, but you know, there's a bunch of people that I'm friends with that that, that do great stuff. But it's it's interesting just. They haven't worked out how to curate it yet. I reckon. Mm, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys mm, agree, mm. but yeah, the the social. Uh, there's been a few podcasts that have specifically gone out out of 
the gone for that market of we are a social app for yep. podcasting. Swoosh was one of them, which yep. is like it will show you what your friends are listening to. But word of mouth seems like yes. the the mm. most powerful out of them all. Yeah. Like um, I don't know how many people are finding us in the charts, mm. clicking through, no, and then listening. And, yeah. Um, but yeah. if you're not in the charts, then it's hard to. The thing no. is, the charts is like. Also, the chart is not. I think Apple do a, probably a good thing, but the chart doesn't represent the most listened to podcasts mm. in the charts because there'd be the same ones probably every, every, yeah. as a big followers. They. You're in there a fair bit, mate. <laughs> it's fair. It, but it, but it, it represents there's – a, there's a, they actually have never told us the algorithm. Mm. We've asked so many times. Oh, you actually have? Yeah, because yeah. it often doesn't really make sense. But I think what they're trying to do is make sure there's enough new content going in there and I really, really like that mm-hmm. because you're not just seeing the 10, 10 people that you yeah. – yeah. And then you only need to get it in the charts once to say that you're in the charts. You've been and the then charts. you can exactly. write it yeah. everywhere. Yeah, we got it, it. We got it to 56. Yeah. So yeah, that's Top sixty, top exactly. Six, yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> and just all top round about fifty. Yeah, 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 yeah. fifty plus. Uh, Eddie Lee, thanks. You for can actually on. say, yeah, without lying. I reckon, without lying. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Hamish and I have a game called the Not Lying Game. <laughs> Great. Yeah, 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 which is essentially, you know, it's it, it, it's to help with like, say, if I think the first example was, I had a curry for dinner at the restaurant and it was shit, and the waiter came along and said, how was your meal? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to say it was shit, but I definitely was never going to say it was good. Mm-hmm. So I said, who doesn't love a good curry? <laughs> <laughs> and they went, oh, great, and to clear my plate. I was like, this wasn't a good one, but I didn't say that. Bit, but they'd left. But who'd so <laughs> so well, I, I, uh, we spilt water all over my MacBook last week yeah. and went to the Apple store. Yeah, great. And... Um, was determined not to mention water. I was yeah. never going to mention water. <laughs> no. And so unless they bring yeah, up water. And so the USB wasn't working. And so I just focused on something else. Yes. So I just said, uh, sometimes in my iPhone there gets fluff in it. I think there must be fluff. Yeah, fluff, 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 fluff. And then they came back and they checked it and they said, oh, look, uh, a nice row. I said, did you see fluff? And they said, because <laughs> I was panicking. Uh, they said no, uh, nothing like that. No water damage, and ah, it was very good. But yeah. I did, I couldn't help but smile at that point when <laughs> yes. they said uh, yeah. no water damage. Like uh, another good example for not lying is there's a guy that we're chatting to Hamish and I, and he was annoying, um, <laughs> and uh, he said, "I'm he- we're overseas. Like oh, I'm, I'm, he- I'm heading back to Melbourne, um, and uh, I'll, 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 maybe I'll catch up with you guys." and Hame said, I'm going to get the wording right, which I just, because when he said it, I was like, this is brilliant, not lying. He said, Andy and I look forward to catching up in Melbourne. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's awesome. Because it's true. I look forward to seeing Hamish in Melbourne. I like that game. That so it's, so a, it's a great game. Um, but yeah, you you guys mm-hmm. could say, well, let's let's work let's workshop right. it for the podcast okay. charts. Yeah, you, um, I reckon you could say one of Australia's most listened to podcasts. Well, this is mm-hmm. what we're so we're saying the at the moment on our website, I think we say the 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 only daily pod uh, podcast and video show. Australian, I think I put okay. Australian in there. The only podcast, the only daily podcast and video show in Australia. Yeah. So 
you're the number one then. Well, yeah, the number exactly. One. The number the, one daily podcast and video show go. in Australia. We'll just add the number one bit in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, sounds it. Pretty, it sounds all right, don't you? Well, and now we great. put Andy Lee as yeah, a quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we're just quoting yeah, Andy yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, thanks yeah. for that. That's uh, it. That's, yeah. that's what I mean, said it. It's a daily talk show. If you have enjoyed the show, reviews, I think Apple Podcast Reviews, I don't know if they necessarily help in the charts, but it, it shows people that we're not mm. shit. Yeah, no, so, review, I reckon it's a great yeah. thing. It's a, it's also, I often have a little look down at the review, so okay. do it, guys. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on, Andy. Hey, thanks so much uh, for inviting me. This Cheers. is the first thanks, handshake we've thanks, ever buddy. done on the show, but I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> it's the Daily Talk Show. Hi, com is the email address if you want to send, it, send us an email. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow for Saturday, which is Jack Post mm. and Radio Mike. Oh. Their band, they're doing a, a, a performance Jeez. live on the show. I might stick around tomorrow. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Catch you guys. See you guys.